Welcome to the Episode 5 bonus interview of Mission Transition, Powering BC's Clean Energy Economy. We're a Sierra Club BC podcast miniseries about the transition to the next economy. Hi, I'm Susan Elrington, and in this episode, we'll feature my full-length interview with Matthias Zapatal of Northern Bioponics. Now, I wanted to let you hear more from Matthias because it's the willingness to explore new solutions to old problems that's so exciting in the next economy. Matthias is growing lettuce near Prince George. Now, it's exciting because he's doing it year-round using solar power and some ingenious farming techniques. That means we can envision a world where we grow our vegetables close to the point of consumption, no matter how cold the climate. That means no more trucking vegetables from the south, no more tearing up thousands of acres of land to grow food. The possibilities are endless. My name is Matthias Sapnetal. And we are in our aquaponics, bioponics greenhouse. We grow all kinds of lettuce, uh, mustard greens, uh, sunflower shoots, pea shoots, all kinds of different microgreens for the restaurants. And uh, the main thing is not the fish, it's a vegetable for us. So we're standing in front right now of a tank of water. And how deep are the tanks? The crow beds are around one foot deep. The idea of the crow beds is that the rafts float on it and the roots from the pots or the trays go into the water and the plants take up the nutrition and water what they need. And this water is all come from the fish tanks, is that right? Yes. So do you have to have a time at some point during the year where you kind of clean out the whole system and replace the water or is this just everlasting like this? No, the water is never replaced. So since I started the system in 2010, the same water, I don't know if you can test it, but I never drained all the water out or never did anything. I only top up the water which is evaporating and that's it. And there's no need to, to clean everything out at once because then you would destroy the bacteria system and you have to start over again. So now when we stand in front of here, this is beautiful by the way, <laughs> when we stand in front of here we've got three long pipes and there's lettuce growing out of all of them. Yes, the main idea is we feed the fish, the fish produce waste, we run the waste through a, a biofilter and a bioreactor for the solid part and you send the nutrition to feed our plants the plants clean the water and the water goes back to the fish tanks. And the uh, bioponics part with our system is that we use a bioreactor where we put in all the solids, all the leftover from the harvest like roots, stems, leaves which we cannot sell, go back into the bioreactor, the bacteria, the regular bacteria, same as you have in the garden, break it down into the nutrition usable for the plants and so we can have a quite closed cycle where our main input is only fish feed and water and the air. And what kind of fish are you raising out of this? In principle, you can use all kinds of fish, all kinds of freshwater fish. We use tilapia. Tilapia is, I guess, the second or third most popular fish worldwide. And the advantage for our system is that uh, it lives in an environment, in a temperature which is favorable for the plants. So the water is always 21, 22 degrees. 
because it's as higher as you go, as more difficult it is for the plants, the roots to keep alive, because then the bacteria get so uh, hard on the roots that the roots start to die off with the warmer water. And from the fish side is, if you get the water too warm, tilapia lay eggs like crazy, and so you get millions of fish, and that's what I try to avoid. And it works so far. It's a lot of tweaking, isn't it, to make it work? Yes, it's not like you read on the internet where they say you put in a fish tank and then run the water through something where you grow the vegetables. It's a little bit of you have to look after the whole thing every day. Every day that your fish tanks and fish are happy and alive and so your plants don't get any disease or any pests are coming in. So how, how much do you produce in this greenhouse here on how much land basically? I mean the greenhouse itself is only 30 by 96 feet and in the greenhouse is a whole grow system for the plants and several fish tanks, the bioreactor filter system, all what we need. And for the water, I mean currently we run around 75 to 80,000 liters water in the system but as you can see most of our greenhouse is not used because I started to grow vertically in pipes instead of only growing in grow beds, which the grow beds for me makes not, uh, not a lot of sense. But it does mean that in terms of using the land for agriculture, you can get a little bit more creative with less land, right? I can grow plant material outside as fertilizer or as fish food, like all kinds of legumes and grains which I can use, but um, you don't need as much water to produce a vegetable in the greenhouse. Outside in the garden we use for sure in one day more water as we use in our greenhouse and can produce in the greenhouse in a week at least 30 to 40 kilograms of lettuce plus uh, microgreens plus the shoots so it produces way more. And how would you judge it in terms of energy consumption to produce the produce? Um, with our system, I can run the system the whole year, months per month, on like around 4 kilowatt hours. So tell me how you power up this whole operation. Energy which is needed to heat the greenhouse is uh, done by a thermal solar panel. So the solar panel heats up water, uh, it's buffered in a buffer tank, an 8,000 liter buffer tank. And with this water I heat the fish tank or the system water and I heat the air of the greenhouse. This works from March, March till around October. And from then on I heat with a biomass boiler where I use wood chips. The cooling part in the summer because hot air needs to be moved out from the greenhouse. I cannot open up the greenhouse on top because we have so gusty winds up here it would rip it apart like nothing. So I use a fan, a big fan, which empties the air of the greenhouse roughly in four or five minutes once. And then I have spaced underneath the greenhouse eight holes, which means six inch diameter and 75 feet deep each hole and I looped the pipe through each hole and then the hole was filled up with bentonite 
and then I can cool the greenhouse now in the summertime by using my radiator on the back wall and cycle this water from this radiator down through the holes, cool this water underground and get it up and so run it through the radiator again to cool it and I can do the same with the fish tanks. So my water always stays in the roughly 22 degrees and the air temperature is cooled down with this radiator. So BC Hydro is not making a lot of money off you doing this, are they? Uh, they always try. I mean, uh, regarding BC Hydro, the problem is for us out here, you have in a year 10 plus power outages. I'm using this roughly 4 kilowatt hours. The next goal would be definitely to get with the system off the grid. Don't rely on the PC Hydro grid anymore, but this is still a project for the future. It's not done yet. And I guess the key there is coming up with an adequate storage system for the solar power that's generated. I mean, you need a battery bank for it, otherwise it wouldn't work. So, but uh, out here we have either wind or have sun. And so it's for me a thing which easily would be possible to do. You're listening to Mission Transition, powering BC's clean energy economy. I'm Susan Elrington. In this bonus episode, I'm speaking with Matthias Zapatal of Northern Bioponics. Our conversation took place inside his greenhouse near Prince George. It's pouring rain today, and yet you were harvesting this morning. Yes. I mean, we, we harvest several times a week, all year round. Every week we see it cleaning, uh, harvesting, that's a daily job. How many months of the year are you able to harvest here? Uh, so only two weeks of the year, which is around a week before Christmas, a week after Christmas, the lowest time as a time with the shortest days, the lowest sun. That's where we don't harvest. And all the other weeks we harvest. With this series, we're looking at clean energy solutions. And one of the things that has come up is the idea that we need to produce more food close to where it's consumed. And this is something that you could scale up to do that even in an area like Prince George, right? You could do it even in the Yukon or further north. It's all a matter of uh, how you set up your system. I mean, you can go as big as you like as long as you have infrastructure, the greenhouse and the energy. But for Prince George, I mean, if you would use only the farmers which are around here today, not tomorrow, not in a year, not in 10 years, today, they could grow all the potatoes, all the cabbage, what you need in a year here in Prince George. Is it done? No, by far not, because the people are not open to it. People still go to the store and buy their vegetables there instead of getting it from the local farm. Is that a matter of economics? No, not really. I mean, most farmers sell the vegetables at the market here, at the farmer's market, cheaper as in the store. Who do you sell to? The smaller restaurants in Prince George and the big stores are not interested not interested at all. They say they cannot make the profit margin on it, so I cannot sell to them. I would like to. I started with one, 
and uh, the vegetables were gone on the shelf in three, four hours, the shelves were empty. But they told me, uh, no, that's not our principle. They have to make so much profit on it. And so I, I had to stop. And in terms of clean energy, you're keeping trucks off the road that have to transport and distribute it and so on and so forth. Is that right? Yes. It's only a couple of kilometers to town compared to getting your vegetables from California or Arizona or Mexico uh, up here to Prince George. Are you sort of known locally as the crazy guy with the greenhouse? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, some older neighbors here I had who said, uh, why would you grow uh, lettuce? Uh, lettuce you buy in the store, you get this flown in from somewhere. I said, sure, uh, you can get everything from somewhere, but if nobody starts, nobody ever will get to the point that we get a little bit further in our sustainability. It's fascinating, and I can't thank you enough for letting me take a look here. <laughs> it's really quite wonderful to see it in action. You're welcome. And that's it for this bonus episode of Mission Transition. You can find a link to Northern Bioponics and pictures of Matthias and his greenhouse on our website at sierraclub.bc.ca. This podcast series has been made possible by the North Growth Foundation. If you'd like to see Sierra Club BC produce more podcasts, please consider making a donation at sierraclub.bc.ca. Thanks to Kat Zimmer for technical assistance, and thank you for listening.